I'll go start the coffee. I'll be down in a minute. Scooby-dooby-dooby-doo-wop. Pastor and Laura, wake up. Good morning. Good morning. We're reading our chapter for our daily Bible study. Uh-huh. Today we're on Luke chapter 15. And it's three parables. Yeah. Everything gets lost, it looks like. The lost sheep, the lost coin, and the lost son. Yeah. But we'll see if we can do all three today. All right. Chapter 15, verse 1. Now the tax collectors and sinners were all gathering around to, t- to hear him. But the Pharisees and the teachers of the law muttered, This man welcomes sinners and eats with them. Then Jesus told them this parable. Suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Does he not leave the ninety-nine in open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? And when he finds it, he joyfully puts on his shoulders and goes home. Then he calls his friends and neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me. I found my lost sheep. I tell you that in the same way there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over ninety-nine righteous persons who do not need to repent. Thoughts? Questions? Comments? Concerns? No. Just, if you were a shepherd, would you leave the ninety-nine alone to go after one? Well... See, this is my problem with this story. <laughs> okay. Well, first of all, I don't know anything about being a shepherd. Uh-huh. But from the other stories I've been told, it seems like that wouldn't be a good idea. <laughs> what if you're out looking for the other one and this wolf could come and, like, take, eat all your sheep when you come back? Or some neighboring farmer could just come and, like, steal your sheep. And then, I don't know, I've heard people talk about it like, oh, they're all in a, like, safe meadow or they're doing okay or whatever. And if they're all okay, you need to go and help the one that needs help. But just, I feel like it's been ingrained in my mind that Sheep constantly need to be watched or they're going to, like, wander into an open trench or drown themselves in a river. So, like, you can't take your eyes off of them for a minute. <laughs> That's what I feel like I've been led to believe. Like suicidal sheep or something? <laughs> no, like lemmings. Oh, <laughs> that's probably... All those are also suicidal. <laughs> Don't we have to bring up suicidal sheep? No, but, like... But that's what I feel like is... is they're I've, so they're stupid. stupid, and they but need not constant. Stupid. This is what I feel like we've been uh, telling people or believing. Like, oh, we're all dumb sheep, and we need a shepherd to keep us safe, right? So, if you leave ninety nine sheep alone, have you ever heard the expression "herding cats"? I mean, yeah, herding sheep has to be easier than herding cats, right? But. I if think any time I've preached on this, I've said, everyone thinks sheep are dumb, but they're not. I don't always listen when you preach. I don't. <laughs> I, I, that's, that's clear from this. Uh, ouch. Well, there's, 
Something interesting in the Greek is the word for losing one of the sheep mm-hmm. is having the sheep be destroyed. Like, destroy, mm. perish, lose. I gotta look. Um, well, that wouldn't make any sense then. Like, it's another time be. it's used, New Testament, Paul says, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, the intelligent of the intelligent I will frustrate. It's the same word there. Hmm. And... I mean, obviously words in other languages can have different meanings. Yeah, it's probably uh, some sort of translation that's difficult to explain in English. Because it wouldn't make sense that the sheep was, like, dead, destroyed. Then he goes and finds it. He wouldn't really be too happy to find a destroyed sheep. Oh, that wouldn't make me happy. (laughs) So, yeah, I guess a picture... mm, trying to like keep a bunch of marbles in a pile and if you like leave and go grab the one then all the others start rolling in different directions and just I don't know like chaos but that can't be the real thing that would happen with sheep that would make sense yeah why would um why would somebody try and keep marbles in a pile that's how I picture it I don't know okay I kind of get it. Like, they'd roll in They're all different all directions. They're all rolling all over. Not. And if you take your yeah. hands off of them, they start to roll around. And, yeah, if you get up and, like, leave the table to pick one up that's already on the floor, soon you're going to have more on the floor. I don't know. Just, I think the point of the parable, though, is, in a way, these sheep or, you know, the righteous people their faith is somewhat secure. They're not in danger of, I don't know, perishing See, at the moment. So, um, I don't know, maybe is it like when you have kids and there's some that are semi-independent and you need to, like, hold the hand of the one that's always running away in the parking lot and then the older kids are like, why aren't you, whatever, giving me attention or holding my hand? It's like, you're, you're the one, you're doing okay. This one needs extra help. Is it kind of like that? Um, well, yeah, there's multiple different, like, shadings of this word. And the losing... Uh, part of it could be like something being something perishing so like we lost them you know Okay. people we use that in English um, to not obtain what someone wanted it's like lost out on something mm-hmm. and then um To lose something that one already has or be separated from a normal connection. That uh, sounds like the right one. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Oh, this is in the middle. What? So, there are, like, different cases in Greek. There's, or moods. There's, like, an active case, like, Mm -hmm. you know, passive. But there's also a middle case rather than active and passive. And the middle case is, like, um, to do something for your own benefit. Which, like, Spanish has some of this as well. Like, if someone dresses themselves... It's like vestirse. Like. You're losing me here. Okay. So it's you do something for your own advantage or disadvantage. So it's not active because you're not the subject performing something on the Mm -hmm. object. It's not passive that you have another person acting upon you. You are acting upon yourself for your own benefit or disadvantage. Hmm. So this is middle, that if you lose a sheep, it would be like you yourself are the one that lost it, and it's for your disadvantage. So it's all I feel like this is just making it more confusing. I have so many questions now. Okay, go for the questions. I'm just studying, that's fine. You're you're saying... God lost us to his own disadvantage. God doesn't lose us. We lose we wander ourselves. We are the ones that wander. God didn't God didn't make a mistake. He wasn't like not paying attention to us or something. The responsibility right. is the, not on the, God when people's no, faith wander. No, the parable when he's talking to the people. Right. It's you are the ones. If you did something for whatever reason that caused your sheep to stray, it's it's the point is not hmm. God being the shepherd and making a mistake and being incompetent or uh, unaware. The point, I believe, is that losing a sheep that is valuable causes the shepherd to search it out. Yeah, right. The whole discussion we're having started when you asked, would you leave the 99 and go get the one? I was just saying, I don't think that makes sense to me, but it has to be something that shepherds must have done. Because he's saying it like a rhetorical question, like, obviously you would do this, right? So maybe I just don't know enough about sheep is where I was going with this. You seem to have gotten way off. But you're right. The point is that and it, it also it's a valuable be, thing and it's worth going after. Uh-huh. My knowledge of shepherding is also limited. But I do know that shepherds would build like folds or um, like rock circles and things. So it may be that he put the 99 sheep in his sheep enclosure where they would be more safe and they could be around other shepherds in that area, just like the shepherds were guarding their flocks at night. And then he went out searching for that other sheep. Anyway, it's a lot of talk about sheep that maybe didn't need it. But All right. 
the parable of the lost coin. Or suppose a woman has ten silver coins and loses one. Does she not light a lamp, sweep the house, and search carefully until she finds it? And when she finds it, she calls her friends and neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me, I found my lost coin. In the same way, I tell you, there is rejoicing in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. So, same message, just kind of repeated, you know. It's something really valuable, something worth looking for and saving, and then God is happy. The angels are happy. Right? Yeah, well, it's one out of a hundred sheep, and then this is one out of ten coins. I don't think the ratio matters. Well, I think it's, you know, like the sheep is a living thing. I don't know. You're right. I'm kind of speculating. I'm going beyond whatever the point of the parable is. We don't need to allegorize everything. That's not a good idea. But, yeah, you're right. Loses something that's valuable. And she rejoices. Yeah. They say the same thing, rejoice with me, I found my lost sheep, rejoice with me, I found my lost coin. Uh-huh. Okay. Jesus continued, verse 11. There was a man who had two sons. The younger one said to his father, Father, give me my share of the estate. So he divided his property between them. Not long after that, the younger son got together all he had, set off for a distant country, and there squandered his wealth in wild living. After he had spent everything, there was a severe famine in that whole country. He began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to a citizen of that country who sent him to his fields to feed pigs. He longed to fill his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating, but no one gave him anything. When he came to his senses, he said, How many of my father's hired men have food to spare, and here I am starving to death? I will set out and go back to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired men. So he got up and went to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. So he ran to his son, threw his arms around him, and kissed him. The son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So they began to celebrate. Meanwhile, the older son was in the field. When he heard, or I'm sorry, when he came near the house, he heard music and dancing. So he called one of the servants and asked him what was going on. Your brother has come, he replied, and your father has killed the fattened calf because he has him back safe and sound. The older brother became angry and refused to go in, so his father went out and pleaded with him. But he answered his father, Look, all these years I've been slaving for you and never disobeyed your orders. Yet you never gave me even a young goat so I could celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours who has squandered his property with prostitutes comes home, you kill the fattened calf for him. My son, the father said, you are always with me, and everything I have is yours. But we had to celebrate and be glad, because this brother of yours was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. 
as the word for same word for lost there. You mean like dead, ruined, dead destroyed, dead, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I think it's kind of interesting the first two and then the first part of the three are all about losing something and finding it and everyone rejoicing you know rejoice rejoice and then the third one is being angry that yeah, he, you are being blessed he includes the reaction yeah someone else i don't think i ever put that together the contrast of the reactions of the people around them but you know this is to the pharisees and sinners and how the, those first two starts, right? Don't you, if you lost a sheep, like... Well, I think it gets a little harder the, each time. Like, well, yeah, if you had this sheep, you would do this, right? If you had this coin, you know, you would do this. And then when he gets to this one, it's not quite as obvious. Uh-huh. Maybe... To everyone. You know, if your son squandered your wealth and came back wanting forgiveness, you know. Well, the son didn't even think he was going to be forgiven. Well, that's true. You know, so if he does this, will the father rejoice or will he be holding a grudge? And that's where I think the... I mean... Well, all the people that find the things are happy. Right. And if you would have just stopped it at verse 20, he got up and went to his father. What do you think is going to happen next? Do you think the father's going to forgive him? Or do you think the father's going to say, oh, you unfaithful child, you've squandered my blessings and... Well, Whatever. he would have been considered gracious even for letting him in his house and giving him a good job. Right. Sort of, to put it this way and say he's, you know, it's his son. It's not just an unfaithful servant or, you know, some of those other parables we've read. You know, he's rejoicing. He's happy. He was worried, you know, his son was dead or, you know, living a sinful life. And now he's... He's happy, like the other people. Rejoice with me, rejoice with me, rejoice with me. I'm going to throw a feast for my son. And then we get to, well, yeah, this isn't fair. Why do you love him so much? And this is the application to what the Pharisees are actually doing with the so-called sinners. Right, right they're upset at God for being happy. They're changing their lives. Right. Yeah, which you really couldn't make a correlation to that in the other two parables. Like, the other sheep don't really know or care if the shepherd leaves. Uh And everyone would be happy for someone who found, like, a lost valuable item. You know, so those two, there wasn't really uh, a chance to bring that in, which is maybe why he, you know, kind of teaches this lesson three times to really lay the foundation and then to hit them with this at the end. Like, look how 
ridiculous you're being like you should Mm. we should rejoice when something that's lost is found yeah he builds them up in this oh i know what this is about i know what this is about and then it's Mm -hmm. not the same yeah I, i look at it more as like you know setting the hook on them and just mm-hmm. making sure they're really on that. Yes, I do rejoice. Yes, I do rejoice. Or someone would rejoice. That's mm-hmm. a normal reaction. And then, oh, yeah, that's not how I would have treated my son. And that's not how I would have treated my brother or my father if they acted that way. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah, Jesus is the best. All right. Which, well. um, well. um, I was okay. going to say verse 19 yeah. when he says, I'm now, I am no longer worthy to be called your son. That's in one of our confessions in our liturgy, isn't it? Or is it something Martin Luther says? Is it part of a prayer? No. Um. I'm no longer worthy to be called your child, yeah, but trusting in my Savior, Jesus, I pray, Lord, have mercy on me. Yeah, Savior. it's our, in our confession right before absolution. Yeah, yeah so that's like... Yeah, all of our liturgy we're is like pulled. This. Right. Oh, right. Um, well, I know wandered. it's based, but it, you know, that's like an exact phrase from this. Yeah, our hymn this weekend for a confession or we have a confessional hymn this week but it's lord to you i make confession i am lost i've gone astray why are you talking like that because that's the meter that. of it yeah <laughs> i'm singing around with the, the melodies oh, okay well in our next uh study there's another parable teachings so he keeps sounds like you might just be continuing well I don't know we'll see more of right. these similar things Alrighty. see you tomorrow bye see you tomorrow <laughs> okay bye scooby dooby dooby doo wop pastor and Laura wake up